this week on the Koshkast. Liverpool were always going to be the better side against United, but Shakiri made Jordan of it as the Reds ran the field at Anfield. And Man City fans say a Hail Mary as Jesus' mother returns their Brazilian striker to form. Elsewhere, we've got the rest of the best Premier League action, the regular features, and our reaction to the Champions League draw, including answering the tough questions like, how many of Ajax's players will Real Madrid sign before they have to play them in February? Join the party. Welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Mohanad is here. Hey everyone. Bernie is here. What up? And Rache is here with a mug of tea. Hey, what's going on? What happened to the intro? What intro? The intro. You oh, we did it before you got before here. You got oh, here. nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the beauty of coming late. You don't have to sit through that. That's wonderful. Um, everyone's got their hands beside beside them. Yes. Trying to keep them away from the table because there was some banging last week, hmm? which we're going to try and what? avoid. <laughs> what? There was some banging on the pod. <laughs> on the table. Yes. Some banging on the table. No we, banging we, on we the need table. We need a PG-13 rating now. Yeah. 100%. Must have felt really strongly about something. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We're going to do that again today. Um, <laughs> everyone good? Apart from, I mean, you're coughing. Well, I mean, not the United fans. Well, obviously, that's a permanent status. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Roche, you just had chiropractor. Feeling good? Uh, yeah, Feeling loose? she, she uh, stuck four needles into the base of my spine. Good. And then I wheeled over here on my unicycle. Oh, yeah, Roche has an electronic unicycle. It's actually really useful because if he didn't have it, I wouldn't have waited for him to start the podcast. <laughs> he, got, he got here really quick. That's true. Yeah. Um, Bernie, all good? Oh, perfect. Yeah. Beautiful. No, no, no PTSD, no. Nothing. You're okay. We can talk about this. It's like, what's that? Stockholm syndrome? What's that thing? That's when oh, yeah. you fall in love with your captor. Yeah, uh, so. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just definitely not, not, not okay. in love with our captor. Well, let's talk about your captor, which is <laughs> Liverpool FC destroying Manchester United 3-1 at Anfield. Um, we all knew that Liverpool were going to be much better than United. Mm-hmm. We understood that Manchester United would be defensive, even though you need to catch up 19 points on them. Mm-hmm. But... Was this more than we expected? Were they were they dominated more than we thought? No, less, less. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm serious. It was like 70-30. I'm, I'm so serious. It? It was, sure, it was 70-30 possession, and yes, it was 36-6. I think in terms of shots or something like that. It was the most shots that United had conceded in like all time. It, it, it was something yeah. like that. It's the most. It's, it's the most shots any team this season is like. It's it's broken yeah. all records. I think Liverpool the 36 is one percent of all shots in the Premier League. There has been 3,600 <laughs> this season. No, no. When I say that I was surprised that they didn't uh, do more is because there were 36 shots, but really De Gea had to make two saves, mm. and then the rest were deflected goals. So it was. I thought the Liverpool would actually do what kind of Arsenal did when we beat them, which was. 20 shots on goal and they had to for a miracle. Right. It wasn't like that. You know, you know what Bernie you said was exactly right. But when this game started, before this game started, we all knew Liverpool was going to win this game, steamroll this game. I actually predicted a 4-1 scoreline, mm-hmm. so we were very close to that. Um, and it's actually astonishing to see a United team go to Anfield. And in the past, they've always gone to Anfield and there's always some form of battering, but you know, they, they sometimes come out 1-0 winners. Right. But now when they're going to Anfield, it's lambs to the slaughter. The players, <laughs> the players are not, they're not invested in the game. I, like, the thing, what, the thing what, what happened in this game is what I kind of expected to happen, which is the United were in it for much longer than I thought they would be. That's the thing. Like Liverpool didn't kill United off, and it's kind of similar to what Bernie was saying. Liverpool scored the first goal, if I'm not mistaken, and then United came back 1-1. Sort of. I mean, yeah, United, so I, t- on paper, it was 1-1. Yes, but I just felt but, United were going to do that United thing where they... Undeservingly scrape a draw or a win, and 
you know, at 1-1 it was what? Until the 60-something or 70th minute when Shakiri came on that, that Liverpool got the lead. Yeah. So I thought it might... In the second half before Shakiri came on, all Liverpool did was shoot from outside the box. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. That was it. Van, Van Dijk took like five of them himself. Fabinho. Yeah. yeah. You know, they had to like 12 corners in the first 10 minutes. It was, an <laughs> actu- it was actually a wave after wave. It was like an ancient battle on the battlefield mm. where you just keep running soldiers right. at the other It's side. one of those apps where you just throw like those... Those like arrows at the other team, mm-hmm. and then right. just get him back. And yeah. then Shakiri is Gandalf, just showing up in the last <coughs> twenty minutes to mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but Liverpool, so United got it back to one-one with a very very lucky goal, mistake by Alisson that led to a goal, his second this season, mm-hmm. and but, but, all of last season, mm-hmm. Mignolet and uh, the other one, Carrius. also made two mistakes that led to goals. The, the difference yeah. is that none of Alisson's mistake have led to drop points for Liverpool. Sure. That's, that's the yeah. big difference this season, is that Liverpool fans online just like to point that out, that yes, he's made the mistake or two, but they haven't actually cost Liverpool anything. Which, and to be fair, in the big picture, him and Van Dijk have been unbelievable oh, for Liverpool. I, they've I conceded agree. seven goals. I agree. No, they've, no, no. Been, they've been sensational. Absolutely sensational. You can't take that away from them. I mean, in the end of the day, it's not necessarily up to him that, the, that those mistakes haven't right. very easily could have ended 1-1 and they could have lost two points whatever the rest of them Sadio Mane had a sensational game and that's nothing to do right. with Alisson also to be fair to Liverpool they played very well defensively as a unit and it seems to be they do this regardless of the personnel because you had uh, the right side of Liverpool this game with a, with Klein Lovren mm-hmm. I mean you look at that on paper and you think they should get destroyed down that side Lovren we know his errors in him and Klein doesn't play football anymore so the idea was that you know that could be to be fair to Rashford he did in the first 20 minutes or so push them back and he did do but he was all alone he would just dribble down the field with aimlessly it's, with no one else around it's him. completely meaningless when there is and someone said this today in one of the talk shows where there is no plan there is no idea of what to do. I feel like I watch Liverpool, and of course, like you have to let players do their own thing. But there's an idea of, you know, uh, Firmino's going to run into this space, or Shaw's going to do this, or yeah. this guy's going to do this. At least they have that in the back of their minds. Rashford is running around, doesn't know where Lukaku is. There's no idea where Lingard is. There's no idea where where his left back is for the for to do an over. Nothing has happened. Absolutely, like, and on the point of. There is no plan. I sometimes look at United training videos and I'm astonished to see the <laughs> lack of activity. I don't even think they go to the gym. What do they do during well, the week? they're definitely eating. They're de- <laughs> Lukaku is eating for sure. Pogba is not even playing a game. I, I, I really don't understand. Well, Pogba was, uh, was creating a happy birthday video to Lingard, so he was kind of busy. Oh, and now he's hanging out with Dybala as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's a picture of them Back touching to the fingers. Days. They're touching fingers. Nice. I also want to point out that, to Bernie's point about Liverpool having a plan, they can play any midfield three and they still do similar things yep. again. So Fabinho Keita played this game um, with uh, Gigi. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the three. Sometimes they play... First name basis. <laughs> last name Gigi. <laughs> who, is, who is Gigi? Gigi Ronaldo. Oh, um, oh, bro. Yeah, Gigi Buffon. There's only one Gigi. Buffon. <laughs> Gigi Buffon. Um, so Gigi Hadid. Isn't that the model? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know her too. Yeah. That's the only Hadid. Bella Hadid? That's no, sister. that's her sister. Oh, Mate, what get, come on, man. You got to keep up with the Hadiths. <laughs> uh, it means steal in Arabic. Like, well, anyways. Um, like thief? Or no, like, no, no. Steal like, like, the, like the sword. Yeah. Oh. Uh, like the, <coughs> the sword. Like, like the, the sword. Like the metal. The metal, not the sword. The material. Um, actually, steel is not a metal. What is it? Actually, compound? Steel. Yeah, it's a compound. Anyways, it's probably a metal, but it's not, no, not like an... 
Something an not original in, s- something matter. not in Manchester United's it's DNA alloy? currently. Yeah, it's an alloy. That's what it is. I don't know. I just listened to okay. you talk about aluminium. So. <laughs> that is actually true. I remember that from science class. So, alloy, alloy, alloy. <laughs> back to Fabinho and Keita. I think they did a great job. And I want to point out Fabinho's role was a bit different this game because he was almost a creative force for Liverpool. He's the one that dinked it into money. He's the one that was trying to make those creative passes through the lines. And I think he did really well. I think he, to me, he was man of the match for Liverpool this game. I, I think he officially was, possibly, mm-hmm. as well. Mm. Uh, this was the best game I've seen him for Liverpool, but I think you're right. It was because he had way more of the ball than we usually see. But that was because... I don't think that was a deliberate tactic on Liverpool's part. That was because United sat so deep that Liverpool's other midfielders pressed so high that Fabinho was the one that actually had a few yards of space. So the ball mm. kept coming back to him, and he was the only one with space to actually yeah. create something. To, to and in that, the end, he did. I think that Fabinho is a good player. I don't think he's had a good season, but and this is going to sound incredibly harsh, but it was only Man United. Th- this version of Man United, I don't, I don't think anyone should measure themselves against this Man United team. No. They're too, too shitty for it to be reasonable. I think our indoor soccer team, co-ed league, can measure ourselves against this United team. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't supposed to be a joke, but no, on a serious note, uh, United played five at the back. Uh, once again, no one knows what team Mourinho is going to put out. It's always a surprise week in and week out. And the surprise this week was Diego Dalot, second start of the season, I believe. He um, was subbed at halftime. In this game, in a game of this magnitude. He was subbed at halftime as well, wasn't he? I was more concerned by Damian's presence on the pitch than I was Dalot. D- Dalo is a young kid. I thought, why take him off? It didn't, and he's only the only crosser that they have in the team, so it didn't make sense to me. And by the way, before we finish the segment, to bring on Fellaini, which to me, if you're a manager at this day and age, and this is your plan, you should be sacked. And did you all see the video of Fellaini killing the steward? Yes. Fellaini had three <laughs> passes in the game that went nowhere, and then he added to it with that wonderful shot, which just went... Oh, did you see this? Oh, to the man. corner flag. I must have maybe that random shot that went It was actually oh, yes, potentially yes, yes. a good chance. Yes, yes. And he chested it down, you think, great, have a shot on target, this could be 3-2, it's bullshit, whatever. The ball went and hit the steward on the head, and he fell over. <laughs> so, just on Fellaini, Mohanan and I were watching with a few people, and um, we were talking about United's plan B. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about United's plan B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. And a <laughs> well, no friend of ours, Z, said, yeah, they're all Fellaini. Plan B is Fellaini in defensive midfield. <laughs> plan C is Fellaini <laughs> as a number 10. Plan D is Fellaini up front. And the last, the all, hell go, all hell broke loose is Fellaini in goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, Fellaini, the mistake he did there is he tried to kick with his foot. I think if he had went with his chest, mm-hmm. I think that might have worked. Mm-hmm. Just a diving header from a standstill position. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, Liverpool, we, we all knew would win this game. Um, they did. Shakiri, we have to talk about him a little bit because he has been... People talking about the signing of the season, you know, the conversations are you've got Allison, you've got Lucas Torreira. I think Shakiri doesn't get mentioned enough because he's not a starter. But for 13 million, the kind of impact he's had on Liverpool, when they've kind of missed that creative spark from midfield, that Coutinho almost, and then Ox is injured, he has come in and he has done a fantastic job across the season. I mean, these are two very important goals. They are. They're also two pretty lucky goals. You're in the right place at the right time. You hit it right. You get the connection on it. You hit it right. Yeah. That's, a, that's exactly the point. You know, that's how fortune favors the brave. Yes. Shakiri takes a shot, takes a gamble. Sure. I mean, they've had 40 shots. <laughs> and two of them went in from deflections. Yeah. But you look at Fellaini's shot, it's gone out to the corner flag. Yeah. Like, no. that's, just, that's just a sign of how sharp even, you are. Even with the Shakiri thing, I think part of what you're talking about, Monad, is because Liverpool fans, when they signed him, were not happy about it. Obviously. Because they were supposed to get in the Bill Fakir, and then they went, what is this? Because Stoke fans were like, Haha, you're, ta- you're taking him off our hands, he's a piece of shit, whatever. Yeah. 
again, coaching. Your Shakiri was not has not been good for five years. But well, look at what this man Jurgen Klopp has done with that. It's, it's be- wonderful. It's because Shakiri at Stoke took the ball and tried to take on four men every time because he was just bored with what's around and the quality was low. Mm-hmm. But he now has the quality around to show his own quality. So he actually passes the ball to other people, and he can that that that. Third, this, his second goal, Liverpool's mm. third, was a brilliant pass into the crowded area. Came back out to him. It's almost that Messi to Suarez back, and then he curled it in. Obviously, the curl isn't of the same quality, whoa, whoa, but whoa. it's it's the same idea. You can see the play that they were trying to go for, and the fact that it has a deflection or not is doesn't matter. There's a, there's also something to be said for motivation. So Shakiri at Stoke, if he does the best he can and the team does the best they can, maybe he finishes tenth, it's, and that's all that happens. Whereas he knows mm-hmm. now if he does well and he puts the effort in. The right. prizes are but potentially there. It's, 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 Shakiri is just the absolute case study for coaching and man management. I don't care who the player is. I don't care what he does, what his lifestyle is, yep. what the attitude is towards a player. If a coach gets it right with one guy, it changes your perception and he, ever. Because he, people will not, no one will ever say that he had a bad attitude. Do you Stoke think anymore. Shakiri would be happy to sit on the bench at Stoke? No. But right now, he is absolutely delighted to come yes. on for Liverpool when, sure. when they need exactly. it. So, you're right. But he'd be shit at United. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously. He's also a case in point for leg day. Yes, oh, yes, definitely leg Beautiful day. I mean, he, he is legs and a head. He's power pretty much. Yeah. He's Gimli, he's Gimli, he's Gimli. Gimli. Speaking of the effects of coaching, um, Southampton sacked Mark Hughes, who was not a coach, and appointed uh, what's his name? Hazen Huttle. Hutton yeah. Huttle. Huttle Buttle. <laughs> Huttle Huttle Toil and Trouble. Cauldron <laughs> Burn. Shall the Clash all celebrate together in unison the sacking of Marcus? Because we all hate him. Yeah, I was. I wanted to say that. I wanted to say that I feel like we kind of had at least a half percent into that, just from the amount of times we've asked for it to happen. Like, we'll oh, yeah, yeah, into yeah. existence. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, anyway, Southampton have been uh, under his, his charge for a couple of weeks, and there was marked improvement in their game against Arsenal, which they won 3 2. Um, it's their first win at home. They are the team that scored the least amount of goals. It's their second win all season. Or yeah. Like that. Um, it, yeah. Charlie Austin scored against Arsenal in his last four appearances. Now he's made it five. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, though, going into the game, I, I told Alex that Arsenal recently, in the last five or six years, have a history of kind of reversing history. trends. Yes. So when a team faces Arsenal with either a new manager and they haven't won in forever, Arsenal give you that chance. Or that one striker that hasn't scored in 17 hours of football, mm-hmm. you let, like, it just happened so often that I felt it might happen again. And this is exactly what happened. Danny Ings scored two goals. The first time he's done that since like 2014. You forgot he existed. For Didn't sure. So, to be fair with what I was saying... The, the only thing about that is that like when he was going through a bad patch, Ings can only get better. <laughs> Yes. Very good, Alex. True. I missed it. I'm still looking at him. I don't know what he just said. <laughs> like, it can only go up from rock bottom. Things yeah, but that was a joke. Things can only get better, Bernie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lyric. That's how bad he was. What am I missing? From the song. From the song. It's just a lyric. Yeah, but it's it. Danny Ings. He, he was expecting more. He was expecting more. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll tell me after. <laughs> this is what happens when you set the bar too high. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, Arsenal's 22-game uh, uh, unbeaten run came to an end. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, also Arsenal have a history of making Southampton look unbelievable yeah. away from home. Last a few seasons ago, that whatever that left back, f- unbelievable curler, right back. Oh, Coco Martina. Oh man, like it was, so. What? So what went wrong? So Southampton <laughs> came out the blocks strong. Wait, wait, wait. Before we say anything else, can I just say Grant Xhaka as a centre back? Do we okay. need? Do I need to? Yeah. So this is what went wrong. We played three at the back. Bernie's face. Xhaka <laughs> was a was a centre back. 
Koscielny was our center back for the mm-hmm. first time playing football in seven months. Mm-hmm. And the other guy on his other side Lichstein. was a 34-year-old mm-hmm. Lichtenstein. Mm-hmm. So we didn't expect to have the best defensive performance, but also did not expect it to be this bad. Also, Bellerin went off at halftime injured, etc., etc. There was just a lot that didn't come together. But again, you should not allow Southampton to score three goals regardless. Was, was but these are Bellerin, the... was he injured for the first goal? Was that, was that, well, I don't know when they scored. So was the, he injured? Because he, no. he fucked that up royally. I, I don't think so. I think that was an unbelievable cross. It was an unbelievable like he cross. Did, for me, he didn't close the man down. Any, like, he was lazy. The thing is, though, I felt the man was, was almost angled away from our goal. So mm-hmm. anything he puts in was like, had to be an unbelievable whip, like, around Bellerin. I was like, and he got it. I mean, that ball, like, brushed. Cassiani's like mm. head. It was like just you know that Beckham to Ronaldo in the mm-hmm. like Copa del Rey. You're making some wonderful comparisons. It was it, Matthew <laughs> Target. Wow, Matthew Target was aptly named for this cross. To be fair, all his crosses this game, all his corner kicks, he was their main free kick taker. He was just on point with all his crosses. Southampton scored three headers, mm-hmm. which was again the the one weak factor of Leno this season has been his commandment of the box shot stopping. He's been fantastic. Playing out from the back, he's been phenomenal. Just before the goal, actually, you can see that he stopped an unbelievable Yoshida header, open header from like three yards out, brilliant reflexes. But when the ball is kind of thrown into the box, that's where he fails a little bit. I, I feel... Sorry, sorry, go ahead, Rukshan, go ahead. Well, uh, quickly, I was just going to just make a note that Arsenal conceded three headers as goals, and Yoshida's header was another chance to score another goal. Yes. We so were... what's going on with this aerial bombardment? If Arsenal we had a Socrates in there, it would have made a huge difference. But again, we yeah. have a right back in Lichtsteiner uh, and a defensive mid in Shaka. No one wants to go up and have that physical battle. E- even when Arsenal were, were taking attacking corners, we looked at it and we were like, why are we putting this ball in the box? Because there was literally no one on that Arsenal team that is any good at heading the ball. Right. I mean, Mustafi is a shambles, but he does love a header. And Socrates is the only other Beast. person. Come on, you're on a 22-game unbeaten streak. But it wasn't, it wasn't just that. <laughs> I think in this particular game, the way that Southampton got to the defense was way too easy. There was no discipline in the middle at all. I don't I don't know if it was Torreira. I can't remember the specific two people that were in the middle, but they were porous. They were leaky. It was, it, to be honest, it was rubbish because the way that they sprayed the balls, they ran at you, got the ball to the wing. You would think that this is a game plan. You have to handle it. And I don't know if it's Emery, and I'm a big fan of Emery. I don't know if it was his tactical letdown or whatever, or the players did not do their jobs. But it was far worse than the center backs having an off day. It was a terrible collective defensive. Performance. I think also Emery started with a with the wrong starting lineup. Even though Mkhitaryan did score two goals, I still think he is persisting too much with this Iwobi Mkhitaryan on the wings, and they have shown repeatedly that it doesn't work. Mkhitaryan, even though he scored two goals, had a really bad game. Um, the thing is, th- this was always going to happen. The luck. There was a lot of luck in the way we got some of these draws and wins during this run. Because, again, expectations have been set slightly higher than where they would have been at the beginning of the season because of how well relatively things have went to how we expect them to go. So now we our expectations are a bit high. But how the season has gone relatively up to this point, even with this loss, I think is still above what anyone would have expected on day one. Yes, apart from Emery, who in his... I don't have a quote, but he was pissed off. Oh, he and, was and he, he like top four is basically the minimum he's aiming for this season, and he is. It's interesting when Arsenal don't play well, mm. he goes off on them. Mm-hmm. Not personally, there's not you know Mourinho mm-hmm. style nonsense, but he is very disappointed. He doesn't just go, yeah, well, it's okay, we're tired, we have a no. And then that's you know that is very to me that's the way it should be, and I think he's doing a great job. But to to a point that Alex brought up 
last pod, which is why do you continue to go down? You still didn't have a halftime lead. In yeah, this one, game. one. Yeah. Like it's there. There is a problem, and I think after twenty-two games or whatever, and it still happened in those games, it is a problem, and he has to figure out the solution to this. And it doesn't matter what lineup he puts out; it's the collective he, issue that does the same. <coughs> the encouraging thing is though, is that Arsenal signings have been on point last summer. Wenduzi, Socrates, Torreira, and Leno have been very, very, very good signings for a very small amount of money. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of optimistic that if we continue with Sven Mislintat, with Rolf Senier, with um, Emery, if we continue how well we've been recruiting, mm-hmm. I think maybe January less so, but one more summer. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see a lot of changes in this team. We're going to see, you know, Reese Nelson is coming back. It's definitely positive. So if we scratch top four... Will be a nice bonus. So maybe we're dragging this conversation a little bit. But what what do you need? I, I guess so since just because you brought it up, and I'm curious. We definitely need a center back, 100. percent Okay. And we definitely need a winger. We've in the last six months we sold all our natural wingers: mm-hmm. Joel Campbell, Ox, Theo, Nabry is slightly before. Reese Nelson is out on loan. Alexis. We have no speed or width whatsoever. It will be the only reason he keeps playing is because he's the only one that can run with a ball. Is there a viable option? Reese well, Nelson. Reese Nelson's coming, coming back. back. You just said signings. What is well, Reece it's like a new signing, bro. Yeah. Let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's two rumors. No, there there's are, there there's are there. Perez from um, Lille. And there, um, no idea. Man. And um, what's his name from Boca Juniors? Really? This uh, is what we're talking Pavon. about? Pavon. Oh, from Pavon at, from, from Boca mind, Juniors. No. And so, so but these are the signings Arsenal are going to make. They're not going to go get Di Maria. No, I, I, I don't care about Di Maria. I was like, okay, are we talking about a Julian Draxler level of player or like what? No. I like, completely forget about him. I yeah. know. What's he doing? He's having a decent time. But look, look at people <laughs> like Lucas Terreira and Gwind- No one knows who these are. These are the signings that Arsenal can afford, unfortunately, to make outside of the, cha- yeah, the Champions trust League. Trust me. They're, they're no, no, like, I, I, I can go on like FM now and find like No, I get it. But like Gwendozi was a good piece of scouting but he couldn't have been the guy that you targeted to improve your squad no, well, Torreira was not. no one knew who Torreira was yeah, yeah, probably did. Yeah, no but like relative, relative yeah, but, to when you say defensive Torreira is not Pavon from Boca Juniors <laughs> like, like there's a difference no, in the level no there. you see him play for Argentina and Pavon has played for Argentina for a long time now. You've seen him play a few games. To be fair, that's there. because Argentina do this thing where once in a while they pick a squad purely based yeah. on people from yeah, Argentina, yeah, like, like yeah. play in the domestic league. Anyway, uh, well done to Southampton. Sorry, Rache, you had one more point on this? Uh, just a very quick comparison. Mohana did say Arsenal had no width. Does that mean they're not thick? <laughs> because I know that Guendouzi was thick, according to your Twitter account. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, that yes. That was that was someone that looked like Guendouzi. Oh, okay. I mean, okay. he is my well favorite done. player, well but not like that. Well done. Well done. On the bathroom floor. All right. Um, well, was it me? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Tottenham. Um, so Tottenham played against Burnley uh, in front of ten thousand people uh, at Wembley because they can't fill their stadium. But they are building a really nice, big, shiny one. So hopefully, then they'll do. That'll it. be done. Never. You know, one of the ten thousand was Alex watching. <laughs> For the record, Alex is an Arsenal Tottenham closet Tottenham fan and Roma fan. Yes, yeah. yes, Alex is the fan. Roma fan. I accept. I accept that. One. that one. Yeah, that one's good. Uh, but I, and, I'm not and, reacting to these. And Mohamed is the most tribal yeah. Arsenal fan imaginable, who just makes up a lot of stuff about Tottenham. <laughs> like so, the ten thousand fans. Tottenham coming off the Barcelona uh, win, they they beat Barcelona one one. Yeah, uh, it was a fantastic <laughs> result. Um, you know, they, they, they played uh, at La Masia. That threw, that threw me off for a second. They, yeah, they, yeah. they really did. <laughs> yeah. Well done. It was, uh, it was Tottenham versus La Masia, 1-1 at the camp now. Mm-hmm. Um, they made it through to the next round. Great result for them. So now they come into this Burnley game. 
I expect them to beat Burnley way more comfortably. It was a very tough game. And, you know, they were tired. They arrested a lot of players. Dyer mm-hmm. was injured, etc., etc. Um, but Ericsson came on and made all the difference. Mm-hmm. Yep. He absolutely changed this game. And that finish. Yeah. First of all, I have to say, mm-hmm. Kane's ball to Ericsson mm-hmm. is so underrated. It's, it's literally a yeah. two-yard pass. Mm-hmm. Any stronger, and Ericsson has to stop with his left foot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any weaker, and the defender gets to it. It was yeah. perfection. Com- into his stride. Oh, yeah, exactly. And exactly. Er- Ericsson scoring that goal is just further proof of a player who's absolutely in form and better than Mesut Ozil. But we can move no on. one saw that coming. Yeah. No one saw that also, coming. Literally, uh, I can see it on his face. Does anyone have the table printed out? Because I do know that Tottenham is ahead of Arsenal on the table. But yes. Not sure by how far. They're Five ahead points. of Arsenal. They were ahead of them last year. They and have they're a, will have a better stadium. They're in the Champions League. They're a better club than Arsenal right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Never mind. So. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. All and, true. And this this I, is also I mean, one, one of one. the only times that Llorente has been brought on to some effect. He, like, he did kind of like, win, unwin the yeah, header. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just punched the dude like, off the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually they bring him on in the last few minutes and nothing happens. But to be fair, two Burnley players went up and I was I was watching with my brother and I got so mad that they lost that header to Yorente. Like two of them. You're supposed to be like Brexit FC. You're supposed to be up there punching Spanish dudes in, in the air. To be fair, they did that for 90 minutes. Yeah, so well, do it one more time. Exactly. No, Burnley. 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 Over. Burnley. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely um, true. So very, very good three points for Tottenham who now play Arsenal on Wednesday in the Carling Cup quarterfinals. Yes. They're, uh, they're a bunch of mongrels. They're, they're actually talking about revenge. Like, who? Well, Tottenham. Like, because Arsenal beat them in the... Who's North talking about revenge? Like, Hugo Lloris them were talking about avenging their love. I'm like, this is no. a capital one cup. Yeah. Or like, Harvey Harvey Cup. Or gonna play. Harvey Harvey not going to be about? in the starting <laughs> lineup. I'm very surprised Hugo Lloris said that because I thought it was those 12-year-old Twitter fans on Mohamed's Twitter. No. <laughs> it usually is. No, Lloris was just drunk. Is. But this time it was Lloris. That's possible. Kind of an imposter. I just want to go back to Burnley for a second because you know how you're talking about Brecht AFC, etc. Sean Dyche said, my only gripe is that we got done by a whack down the pitch. I'm like, bro, that's that's your modus of that, That's what you do. Right, Where, where's Batman in all this? Isn't it, isn't it amazing how people all of a sudden are like, there was a long ball. It's like, but every, like, if if that happens to Mourinho, he'll say it was a long ball. Yeah. Dyche doing the same thing. It's like, yeah. what? What's the problem? <laughs> they didn't have, they, this is the third time in this season they haven't had a shot on target. Like, really, what's really, he complaining about? Really are going down. They're a worse team though. I kind of want them to now. They oh, I'd be happy to see them go. Yeah, they haven't put like three passes together all season. Yeah, that's that's Man United. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that it? Anything else about this game? Because well, we, we kind of skipped to the 94th minute. Uh, Pochettino won his 100th Premier League game in 169 games. With but Spurs. no trophies. Yeah. No, 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 no. But he got there before Arsene Wenger, who in the same time had a double. Got what? Before Arsene Wenger. Got his 100 in less games. 100 wins in less games. Oh, than really? Wenger, so he's better. Yeah, but didn't Arsene Wenger win like the Yeah, like a double in that, in that <laughs> Yeah, but when okay. Arsene Wenger did it, we didn't even have high speed internet. <laughs> That's true. But That's if you true. can just look at it objectively as its own achievement, like 100 wins in 169 games is damn good. No, it is very impressive. What is the percentage? But zero trophies in like 50. 10 tries. <laughs> definitely over 50. Definitely over 50. Yeah. yeah. Good maths. All right. Yeah. Frodo Goat? That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. Kyle Walker is a fraud. Well, that's nonsense. Kyle what do you Walker's mean? Good. He's a total fraud. He was shit when he was at, I mean, he was like mediocre at Tottenham. What? And now, just because he's at Man City, he's like playing okay. better in the Guardiola. He's been stuff. the best right back yes. in the league for years. Like four years There's no one else. That's why. What do you mean? There's no one else. 
Okay, so when Man City sat there in that boardroom that we saw in that <laughs> yeah. in that documentary, and they all went, "I've got so much money to spend on anybody in the world," and Pep Guardiola called into the conference room dial-up thing and sorry, said, "Sorry, sorry, sorry, is that Pep Guardiola the best manager in the world?" That guy, ah, yeah. the guy that had the best points tally in the Premier League last right, right, season. Right. Yeah, that guy. He went, you know what? I want the fourth best right back in the world because why not? Let me just ask for a challenge. No, he sat there and went, I want Kyle Walker. Guys, calm down. Pep Guardiola said, I want Claudio Bravo. So clearly he can also make horrendous mistakes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And Kyle Walker and Bravo's careers have parallel. <laughs> yeah. also but my point is, the first thing that, that, that he's great because based on the fact that Pep Guardiola wanted him, that makes no sense. Because he, also, he signed so many horrendous Yeah, but everything has a counter argument like that. Yeah, I know, but that's my point. Don't use that no, one. But it's something Use one doesn't... Here, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I agree that Kyle Walker has been the best right back in the Premier League. I agree. No, no, like it's, a, it's, a fact. it's a fact. But that is a is an indignation of the position. No. Nope. Hector Bellerin before that, whatever that was, you know, what I mean. <laughs> three years ago, everyone said Hector Bellerin was the best right back in the league. Who? Everyone said it three years did ago. Did they though? His first season or whatever, they said he was the best. I it's don't bullshit. Think they did. Okay. He was shit. Okay, back to Kyle Walker. Right backs are not that good right now. Exactly. If he is the best. We're talking about the best. We're talking about okay. GOAT. If right. we're talking about the last couple years, Danny Alves, Mikon, Kafu, you want to bring Kyle Walker, who is a defensive liability, cannot pass the ball as well as you think, is a speed merchant. This, this is bullshit. <laughs> I don't know what This is a bullshit I went back to Kafu. Of course, that was Mikon before Bale destroyed his career. As far as defending, how good do you think he oh, is? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So you're going to take Mikon... Over what Kyle Walker? Mike, Mike on your best oh, no, defender. No, wait, wait, no wait, if you ask me, I will say, but that's not what I said. Can you can you just say that? Mike on at his best is better than Kyle Walker. So you're gonna take Mike on over Kyle Walker for over a five year period. Absolutely. What, so what happens when what happens when he comes up against Gareth Bale? Well, same thing will happen to Kyle Walker. No. Oh, what's yeah. like what's like the problem with yeah. Kyle Walker apparently is defensively. Can he defend? There? Yes. And you guys think he's a good defender? Yes. This is the same two guys who think Sergio Ramos is a good defender. Come on, yes. guys. Sergio Ramos is a good defender. No, he's not. We're not talking You're about him right me. now. You're telling me. You're telling me. Rafael Silva is this a is like, right This is like Marcelo being a good defender, which we all know is bullshit. Kyle right. Walker does the job he needs to do. He's not going to sit there and make you happy for no reason. Does that make him a GOAT? He's, he is the GOAT. That makes him greatest of all time because he does a job. That means Fabian Delph is the greatest of all time because he does a job. Fabian Delph is a What are we talking about? Okay, so Kyle Walker is playing in a position now that has evolved to what it is today. Yes. Your position is not Cafu and Valencia and Ashley Young. Sorry, that's, <laughs> that's what you're used to. The position right now is Kyle Walker, Beller, and Danny Alves has always made it that position. That is the position that he plays in right now. He does not play in some Cafu and Maldini No, again, that position. is wrong. Look at Kimmich. Look at Carvajal. Those oh are God. two guys who can actually oh defend God. better than Kyle Walker. That's oh absolute nonsense. Oh no, it's not. It is. He, he, wants, no, it's not. he wants Kimmich and Carvajal. Oh, so, he's good. You think he's better than those two guys? Then Carvajal. Then Danny Carvajal. He is better than Danny Carvajal. And both of them merge into one player. Oh my god. <laughs> Danny Carvajal, oh Brady likes him because god. he can tussle with the dude with his elbow. Oh I don't like Carvajal. He's better than Walker. Carvajal oh. plays for Real Madrid, and oh. thus people think he's the best right back. No, he's good, but no. he's not better than he's Kyle Walker. He's far superior to Kyle Walker. They, tell me something that he can do that Kyle Walker can't do. He can defend. No, no, no. no, no Walker cannot defend. No, no, specifically. Like, he can what? defend. Like what? what does that mean? His positional sense is far better than Kyle oh, Walker. Is that why Ramos is always covering? <laughs> Ramos is not covering Carvajal. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're not covering yeah, Carvajal. Yeah, They're always covering yeah, Ramos, and you know that. There's a reason Carvajal, you know that. There's a reason Carvajal doesn't even start for, for oh Real Madrid anymore. Ramos Look, is a doping fraud, for the record. Point is, Kyle Walker plays a position he's asked to play and needs to play in this team to make it successful, and he's the best at it. He did it for 
England. He's doing it for England now. He did it for Manchester <laughs> City, and he's a good defender. He's a one-on-one -on -one defender. He's spacey. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he's only getting he better. He does not he's, know what he's, he's doing. He's not even at his okay. peak yet. So if you think Kyle Walker is good for what he does right there, I think that Rafael da Silva and Fabio da Silva were equally on par. That's a totally not nonsense in argument. Their day. Why? That's a total nonsense argument. Because they did exactly the same things. No, they did. No, they did. Ashley, Ashley Young has a game once in a while. Doesn't mean anything. Kyle Walker is consistently the best in that position year in year out. You make it seem like City are conceding from the left hand side like bucket loads of goals. Also, in their day, the. The Silver Clown twins are like 25. Guardiola could have bought either of them or both if he wanted to. If no. you watch Kyle Walker and think that is how you should train young players to play as defenders, you're wasting you are, time. You are making up you're a position that is not, he's not playing. Absolutely. You're making up. This exactly. is not Gary Neville. This is not a 4-4-2. Yes. It doesn't work mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. Like, look at Delft. Delft is playing center mid half the game because this is the position that they need to That's play. Still Walker's not going to go there and go, you know what, Pep Guardiola? I, I agree with your what you're saying and your tactics, but Bernie needs me to defend a little bit, <laughs> no. so I'm gonna stand back right because here. Because just gonna... as you said, just as you said in the beginning of this podcast, which I don't even think we aired, this is why Man City cannot win the Champions League because they have players who don't know how to defend. I'm, That's what you said. I'm, That's a direct quote, and Kyle Walker is one of them. I'm gonna let you finish. Fraud. But Kyle Walker is the best right back in the league. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. <laughs> Speaking of Kyle Walker, I think we've done enough of it. Uh, Manchester City 3, Everton 1. Uh, Jesus, who has had a horrendous season so far, came back with a brace this time, and he attributes it to his mother and family recently moving to Manchester and making him feel better as a human being. Oh, that's oh, nice. That's I cute. didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, that's a good touch, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the Brazilians are very homesick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, that's... That's why when Shakhtar signed one, they signed, like, another four to keep them all. <laughs> he just yeah. didn't miss goals. He just didn't miss... Good chances. It had nothing to do with his parents showing up, and then all of a sudden he's a, he's in great form. That's no, but no, you play football. It, your state of mind makes a huge difference. No, it does. But yeah. my dad showing up at the game isn't no. going to make me miss not miss chances. No, 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 it, no it's man. not. It's, it's not that black and white. Okay, so let's it? bring Morata's family from Italy and just put him in London and it see might if help. he scores goals. It might help. Sure. Or Lukaku's family. Or at, at this point, anything is worth trying. The point. The point is, you play better when you feel better and you're confident and you're happy. So. I mean, why? Okay, I that's what makes him happy. Calvert Lewin, speaking of scoring goals, Calvert Lewin, apparently he's like with Sigurds and Everton's joint top scorer, but until today, yeah. or until this weekend, I've never seen him score a goal. It's because usually he doesn't start. He just comes on and he gets like a late goal here and there. But yeah, he's got like, what, 13, you said? I, I thought Rashad yeah, was like streets ahead, but that's clearly not the case. Like over two years. Over two years, yeah, yeah. Not, not oh, two years. I thought he meant like this season. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here's a stat that you're like. So. City have won all 21 of their games this season and when they have scored in the first half. The only five games they've not won are when they haven't scored in the first half. Mm. So if you're coming up against City, you know your job. Everyone on the line for the first, first 45 time. minutes. They'll still score. Keep it tight, lads. <laughs> the, the other thing is with City, they haven't been keeping clean sheets. They really haven't. Like They've been conceding quite a bit this season. And I've noticed that mainly because Ederson is my fantasy Premier League keeper mm. and he just hasn't been doing them. We're going to cut that so it just says Ederson is my fantasy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. just leave it there. Um, Which it is. But yeah, so I mean, at the end of the day, City always get the three points. It's just... They've been playing so many different players that it's actually scary how good they are even with their, you know, quote-unquote second team. You know, when they can bring in... Mares or Sane and Sane again has started off just like Jesus having a bad season where Mares played ahead of him a lot of the times and now yep. Sane is one of their best players he's been in the Champions League in midweek this game the past few games has been their best player he's been phenomenal for them um, and then you can rest someone like 
Sterling, you can put him on the bench. Someone as good as Sterling for you. Someone as good as De Bruyne is injured and you don't even feel the effects. He can play any combination of center backs. It's actually quite scary. You know, Jesus, Aguero, it's just they play whoever they want to play and they still come away with the result. The, the and De Bruyne is back, sorry. Yeah. And De Bruyne's back. Did he play this game? He came on as a sub, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the great thing about this is, and something that Mane said, he said it before the, the pod, and he said it again, and I think is really interesting, is that he said Sané is the best player. Last week, we said Sterling was the best player. Mm-hmm. Before, it was, David Silva was a, like, it's like, yes, they are all playing at a level that is incredible and is high, but it's there is no reliance on one particular person. Different right. people so step up they're all, times. in essence, the best player on that team. Best Aguero is the best player when he's on form, and that's wonderful that you can have that because Aguero's not been playing, and now Jesus stepped up. Yeah. La, la, last season, Mendy was one of one of their best players for a patch. Like, it, it's crazy how for, they all... Oh, all, that was this season. Yeah, he was, no, he no, was the there beginning. last season. No, no. Oh, well, like the first three games? Like, yeah, like remember games. when Mendy like, killed the league in the first like three or four he weeks? He played, played two games last season, and then he played right. five this season, and he right. was killed. Oh, like, yeah. So like people just step up at different times for them, and that's important. And also, the reason they all look good at the same time is that the system is great. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, you look at a lot of their goals, and we talk about it. It's all just cross-tapping, cross-tapping. There's no, you know, 40-foot curlers, 40-yard curlers, blah, blah, blah. No, it's all just very simple. Get all the way to the goal line. I mean... There was a game this season when David Silva almost refused to just put it in from two yards out. Like that's how close they are to the goal mm-hmm. all the time. It's actually scary. And everything played well enough. They they were in the game at two one. Um, it could have gone either way. And uh, you know, the, the, at the end of the day, the quality of City, that beautiful cross from Sane to to Jesus was just that, that little bit of quality makes all the difference. It does. Although to be fair, the defending for the three one goal <laughs> was absolutely horrendous. Like Fernandinho trots up the pitch. Uh, who was it? Jesus had it? Yeah. He had it for like five minutes. Fernandino. Fernandino came in, yeah. swapped passes, and then bombed it down the left, and no one closed him down and uh, chips it in, and Sterling at the back post, three foot three, nods it in. To your point, when we were watching the highlights, Sterling and Jesus scoring headers is unacceptable. That's embarrassing. Unacceptable. Especially when Yeri Mina and Kurt Zuma should I, I, I can give Jesus the, you know, striker who fox in the box, who fried space. I can give him that. Actually, looks like a fox. A little bit, actually. Yeah. But Sterling, that's unacceptable. <laughs> like, no, no. Should never have. And it wasn't even that he jumped. No. He just nodded it in. That just shows, like, who did, I can't remember, Yuri Mina and whoever. Zuma. Zuma, Zuma sorry. That's, yeah, that's yeah so but in the middle of all these big guys, Sterling is getting the header. And this and the third goal was also a header in the same fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I didn't touch the table there, so we're not going to hear anything on the playback. I bet we, <laughs> bet we did. <laughs> um... Let's move on. Chelsea uh, playing away to Brighton. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of teams that don't rely on one player. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Sarri's continuing this thing where he's benching both Morata and Giroud and uh, playing Hazard. Morata was out for this. He yeah, was but he's been, for this. He like he, he just. I think he likes this whole Hazard up top. <laughs> Could I quickly? So, so now that you mentioned Giroud, and I do have a man crush on the man. He scored a brilliant free kick. Mm, he Europa did. League. Yes. Against who? The free kick was so good that I texted Manon personally about it. Yeah, it was it was good. He, he put it in the same. He put it in Messy. like right above Comparison. the guy's head between the head and the and the bar. Like, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of skimmed the post. It was called yeah. messy like on top. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so Hazard again playing up top, um, assist and a goal this game. Uh, he cut it back to Pedro, no. Was it Pedro? Yes. Got it back to Pedro. Again, Pedro and William either wings. They, they need they need to step up slightly. Hazard is playing okay, but them two have not stepped up this season yet. William especially, because I expect more from him than Pedro. And he just has not been up to par. Um, but he gave a really good pass to Hazard in that um, um, breakaway for the second goal. 
uh, brilliant finish. Hazard loves that finish where he, everybody thinks he's going to put it in the far corner, but then he kind of puts it in the keeper's um, short post. So that was a great finish. Hazard, yeah. Hazard has been directly involved in something like eight 80, and 85% of Chelsea's goals this season. <coughs> eight goals, eight assists. And eight goals, eight assists? Yeah. That's pretty good. That he's the only player to have like more than eight in both. Well, be, he has be... nine assists. He leads the league in assists. Hmm. I mean, he he's having a very good season. Guys. Yeah, I think... and his team aren't, to be fair, aren't as good as a Liverpool or a City. So he's also dragging a, yeah. a team that is slightly lower. You know, you put him put him instead of a money in that Liverpool team. Oh, he'd have a field thing. Ooh. Or instead oh of like a Hazard God. in that City team. Also, I was just Crazy. curious. Um, Pedro has six goals. That's not bad at all. It's not bad for <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, it's very bad. cheap. You know? I'll take any player with six goals right now in the United States. Marshall has seven. Uh, well, another one. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is the thing. I think Hazard has been talking a lot about leaving at the end of the season. Like, not directly, but he, he did come out and talk about Madrid a few times. Directly. I mean, he's talking about it for a few years now. Right, yeah. but now now that his contract, I think, is running out or something like that, it's actually a bit more serious that he might consider this time. Because this is something we talk about. You know how we said Chelsea are a level, you know, how amazing he would look in that Liverpool front three or in that City front three or even Barcelona because Coutinho hasn't been doing it. Just, you know... Imagine Hazard, Messi, Suarez, Dembele, something like that. Mm. This is why I want him to go and show us something. Like, don't go to the Madrid because Madrid aren't. Well, that's, right that's now, the heaviest link, isn't it? I mean, I do agree at the point that maybe Hazard has. It's now the time, now or never, for him yeah. in his career. But if he does go to Madrid, which seems to be the strongest link, where is he going to play? And I mean, he's not going to go Barca. He's, I think Madrid is the strongest yeah. link right now. Unfortunately, though, he it's a bit too late yeah. to go to Madrid. Madrid he's, now are in a cycle of of change. They're older. Bale and you know Ronaldo not being there and Benzema like it's just you know they're playing more young players Asensio Vinicius but you don't kind of think players. that Florentino is gonna change that because this season they didn't I don't I don't even remember if they signed a they single didn't. person and I and with sacking what was his name the manager they sacked uh, Lopetegui I don't think knowing how Florentino is he's gonna allow this to happen Eden Hazard could come into the a new cycle you think they can of, sign two top players Hazard and like I I don't know here's the thing though they they. Real Madrid want to sign Neymar. Mm -hmm. They will do it if they can, when they can. Mm -hmm. This we know for a fact. So for me, the only reason they get Hazard, who, by the way, is 28. Mm -hmm. So like, as Mohamed said, he's left this quite late. Mm -hmm. The only reason for me that they get Hazard is if they absolutely cannot get Neymar. And that's in the summer. I I don't... I I just do not believe that Real Madrid, A... I'm going to pony up the money, which is going to be in excess of 250 million. They've been, they've literally been saving up. I, I, for I know this. they've been saying that, but I, I just don't believe it until I see that they're going to do that. I don't, okay. I'm not sure if that's the direction they need to go in personally. That's just me. But again, I don't think they can do that. I so just then don't Hazard believe has no that too, then Hazard... No, I think, I think Hazard goes to Real Madrid. If it's me, there was a rumor in Spain that that was already a done deal just for agree the fee. <coughs> now, in terms of talent, the one thing I want to say about Eden Hazard, I was thinking about this yesterday, is in the World Cup, that was his team. Kevin De Bruyne was the best player in the league, but it was undeniable whose team that was. Sure. And to think about how good that team is, and they relied on him to do what he can do, it shows that he can carry a team if he wants to. And I think if he goes to Real Madrid, there's a void there. And a void mm. waiting for Eden Hazard step to step into and take over because Gareth Bale is not it. The problem with Hazard, though, in a league like La Liga is to do that, he will have to step up his goal return big time. Like, he's a very good dribbler, very good creative player, brings everyone into play, blah, blah, blah. Like, in Madrid, Madrid fans, unfortunately, I think it's goals or nothing. He will have to step up that yeah. department because he doesn't have enough of that. And the, 
they just look at their stats. They look at the goals. You know, how many goals has Bill scored? Okay, uh, he's doing okay. Benzema, oh, okay. Like, it, he has to step up in the goals department. But he just has to. That's the thing, but it's not. that's not an ability thing. That's a, like, he, he said it before. He doesn't take any more pleasure from goals he than he does from assists. Doesn't interest like, him. He's, he's just as happy to square it to someone to tap in. So that for him is not an ability to, to finish or anything like that. It's it's the decision which is that what he needs to be more selfish. And I'm not sure he has that. Which is what we've brought up in the in the whole, like, is Hazard the best in the world conversations? And sometimes it comes up that we just want that more ruthlessness. He needs to be a bit... You, every yeah. good player is selfish. But I don't, I don't to think... Be selfish. I think that Eden Hazard could, and maybe this is a bit much, but I think he could start something where we go back to the times when a player didn't have to be selfish. Because right. you look at Neymar. Neymar made a whole move to PSG to be selfish, and it's not worked out, and it's not going to work out. And with M- Messi and Ronaldo eventually, you know, I mean, Messi's still going to be Messi. Ronaldo's on the decline, but still scoring goals. I think there is a space with Luka Modric and all that stuff that we've seen where you can be appreciated for assists and for contributions to attack. When numbers start to return to normal, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, let's do... Are we done with the Premier League? Yeah. Let's do Momo of the Week? Yeah. I, I do Momo. <laughs> One thing we are no sha, Momo no fit sleep forever. One day Momo go wake up. This week's first Momo comes from the Indian League where a player on October 7th, Gaurav Muki, became the youngest goal scorer in the history of the Indian League. Ooh. At what age? 16, oh, that's at the time. At the time, he was 16. Hmm. However, he has just been suspended two months later. <laughs> for six months, he's been suspended Suspended for six months for lying about his age. He's actually 28 years old. <laughs> he aged a lot in those two months. That's a yeah, absolute the, the half-life, funny, radioactive the, decay. The funny thing is, if you look at his picture, he's got this like blonde like Eminem per, yeah. per, per, peroxide thing going on and then this really bushy mustache honestly man he's he's not the Mumu the Mumu are the people that looked at him and believed he was 16 yeah. because the minute I scrolled past to see this photo I was like how who believed this is possible yeah a couple of guys who were signing him in were like yeah yeah he's 16 years old yeah, 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 and the coach is. was like yeah yeah okay fine whatever. <laughs> and that's pretty much how it happened fantastic um, right, mine is from the... I don't know if you've seen this, but there is a Sunderland documentary on Netflix. And I've avoided watching it for months because I'm like, oh, it's Sunderland. Like, what are they showing you? Well, you know the Juve right. thing and the Boca? Like, it's similar, right. right? Just following their season and stuff. Anyway, there's a meeting in like the, one of the first couple <laughs> episodes. There's a meeting between the like CEO, kind of Woodward kind of bloke, and uh, his scouting department. And this chief scout guy comes in and uh, the CEO's like, so... These are the leagues that you've been scouting, right? Like, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got like 60 players from like League One and League Two, and then Championship, and then we scouted six players in the Premier League. And there's this silence, and the CEO's just like, we're unlikely to attract players from the Premier League. <laughs> and the scout is like, yeah. <laughs> and it's just the most brilliantly awkward piece. Of television, if I think he, that encapsulates so why they've gone down twice. If you don't have ambition, what do you have? <laughs> I mean, he's probably going. You know what? That Aguero bloke. Yeah, he'd <laughs> kill it in the championship. He'd kill it. He's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. We should look into him. <laughs> it's excellent. I suggest you watch it. It's like going on FM and launching a bid for any player you want. Messi, ten million, why not? Sure. <laughs> yeah, scout him. I do more. One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day Mumu go wake up. Let's talk about the Champions League draw. Finally, we never do that. I was excited. I kind of forgot this draw was happening and then it came out and I was like, oh, look at all these games. 
Uh, let's start with the first one, because that's the good place to start. <coughs> Schalke against Manchester City. 8-0, Man City, moving on. First leg? Um, yeah, I think no, it, no, total, it total. sincerely could be an 8-0 first leg. There's a German correspondent who said that it'd be easier, if, <coughs> it was easier for City to play them than for it to be a walk-off. Right. That just shows oh, <laughs> how bad this is. If you're a shocker, like default the first game, yeah. lose three 0 and then try and make try and like get it back in the second. Or just yeah. default both, have six 0 so you don't have to, <laughs> no. to deal. I with mean, it. the first game is at Shaka. It's away for City, so City should just default the game. Shaka can come to the Etihad with a three 0 <laughs> and then City will be just fine. City will be gangster. Yeah, City. And you like, know what? I just think they would win it. <laughs> we'll beat you four 0 It's all good in the first half. <laughs> um, but in terms of before moving on from the fixture, City have a chance this season. Yeah, yeah I mean, Pep keeps saying that they're still short. What do you mean? Well, he's just trying to bring the expectations down. Yeah. I think it's them or Juventus or someone Liverpool. else. Liverpool. Sure. No, no, we'll I get know. to the other teams. Just City. No, I'm just saying City. Can they do I, it? I don't think they. I don't think anyone has a. I think they all have the good enough chance. It's the best chance I think for yeah. a while. Yeah. yeah, as a club in their history, I think City need to win a Champions League in this year or next year, sometime in this Pep reign. Because this is your chance. And I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to come again. Especially with De Bruyne coming back into the squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Forgot about that. Um, so we, we had a question um, on Twitter from uh, Rabonas and Rhythms, at Rabonas and Rhythms, another podcast, a uh, good little listen. Um, and they said, which English team has the best record against the opponents they've drawn? So as we go through, we'll, sure. we'll touch on that. So City um, have played Schalke three times in history, once in uh, 1970. They lost 1-0. That was the Cup Winners' Cup, oh. actually. Um, oh. And then more recently... Uh, they beat them in uh, the Champions League in 2000. Sorry, the UEFA Cup in 2008. Mm. Right. Um, so they've won twice against them. They lost <coughs> once against them, but two of the games were in the 70s. So not much to go on here. But okay. as Roche said, it will be 16 now. Completely yeah. irrelevant history, to be fair. Yeah, yeah very much so. Um, Atleti are playing uh, Juventus. So this is it. I don't know. I think this is like bullshit. Two legs, nil nil draw on both legs. This is going to be two legs. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but nil nil on both legs and penalties. Atleti are going to win on penalties, and you, you, Ronaldo is going to go into a jail cell weeping because the season's over, and now he has to go to court and face the music. This is not about your <laughs> fantasy. This is about what's actually going to happen. Yeah, you actually think Juventus are going to win? What? Why not? Yeah, Atleti haven't been having a great season. I think I think Juventus. It's going to be look. This is this is as fifty fifty as it gets. Yes. I think. I think they both have very similar styles. Um, it'll come down to maybe some mistakes by either defense, but yeah, I don't think Juventus is going to dominate this. No, I think these are the, these are the two best defenses in the world right now, and I think it's fair to say this is going to be a game that will not be that flashy, that no. exciting. I mean, for the record, Thomas Lamar was playing left back. Diego Simeone is doing a, a Mourinho, <laughs> but better right now. Madness. So, so that just shows what's going to happen in this game, and I think. Probably Juventus squeak through, but that's just because it's Juventus as opposed to really. Yeah. But I wouldn't put money on e- like it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's very hard. It's very hard, but this is exactly why Juventus bought Ronaldo because in these moments, right. he's the guy he that comes up. up. Yeah. yeah. Alice, give us a statistics about what about the record against. Oh no, it's not an English team. Oh, you're only doing English teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's racist, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ma- Brexit if ever saw it. Yeah. Um, I answer the questions of a given. <laughs> All right. Manchester United against PSG, yeah, or in other words, Neymar. Chris Smalling, Jones, Young, Valencia versus Mbappe, Neymar, and Cavani. Smalling um, is injured, thank God. Well, he has a new contract, though, so he's around. This game's in February. He'll be, he'll be all right. <laughs> he'll be back. <laughs> so, um, I mean, again, it's one of those where anything can happen type of stuff, but no, no, on no. paper... What? No, it's not. On paper, PSG should cruise this. Okay, so unless Mourinho is sacked between now and February, United are out. 
they might not even score a goal or get a shot on target. PSG, 40 shots on target each leg. This is a really good point. If you appoint Zidane... Like left leg, right leg? Yeah. Like De Gea will be the man of the match and like for both legs, even though they lost 8-0. And eight concede no. 8 goals. Yeah. If United appoint Zidane before February, you've got a chance. No, if you appoint anybody. <laughs> yeah. point, like, this is a Let's good just have enough, an asteroid land on my forehead. Like, PS, PSG squad like, is not actually that good. So if you have a good enough coach, whatever. But end of the day, United are going to get rinsed. And it could be one of those things where you get murdered on the pitch, but it's not the score and doesn't reflect it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Any uh, other crimes? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I don't want to use. You went really social there. Like, yeah, that's football, more like murder. A player like Ander Herrera trying to man-mark Neymar in this game. And get destroyed, and like he might be sent back to his village. I would pay a thousand dollars if he doesn't kill him. And I mean, just like physically, just you know, put him in a grave. It's gonna be over. Like bury him on the pitch. Now it'll, it'll probably be four, three, no, three one aggregate, and we'll all be like, ooh, they could have scored ten more. What? Well, I three one each leg. No, no, three one on aggregate. Okay, fine. I'm interested to hear what Thiago Silva and uh, Lukaku talk about because they're going to have a long time to stand there talking to each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ball's going to be down the other end of the pitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lukaku's going to talk Alex, about dinner. Can we hear your racist statistics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, racist statistic number two: these two teams have never played each other before. So great, very yeah. exciting. That's actually fraudulent information because they played all the time in FIFA. <laughs> That's fraudulent. That is fraudulent. I, I didn't need to kick him out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spurs are playing Dortmund, and this is. Um, this is, I think, a, great a game. good, a great game. Very similar teams, but I think Spurs got a quite a good draw here. You could, it, you could have gotten a lot of stronger teams than Dortmund. Yep. Um, if Spurs are going to make it through to the next round, this is this is how. And Dortmund are hot and cold. Yes, they have their great games, and Paco is on form, and Royce is playing well. But by February, he'll be injured. And, and, and Spurs, I think, will make it through. You can ignore Jaden Sancho. Is that how we're just going? <laughs> right. Sorry, your boy. Yeah, exactly. Do you like that? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. I just wanted to respond to hot and cold. Dortmund have won 15 games in a row, I think, or they're unbeaten in 15. Like they are absolutely on fire this season. Whether that will still be the case in February is That's another the point. Problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so long, like away. Like, like the minute Harry Kane is injured, this you can still tie doesn't sack matter. A manager. <laughs> Spurs and Dortmund were in the same Champions League group last season. Yes. Yeah. And I do believe that Spurs beat them and win Wembley and then lost to them in Dortmund. And I think that's very common for Dortmund. They like keep losing to Real away. Um, and they beat them in the <coughs> Westfalen well, Stadion. So I think Spurs actually beat them twice last season. But the season before that, they played each other twice in the Europa League and Dortmund won both of those. So it's actually 2-2 in the oh. last two years. Ah. So really balanced match. Yeah, but there was no Jadon Sancho any of those, so... Yeah. Granted. All right. Yeah, but he, he never also played against Trippier, so there's that. Mm. Um, Olympic... Former best left back. <laughs> yeah. Right Olympic... Kyle Walker-Peters has more to do in his Champions League. Yeah, remember, remember when Spurs fans were like, don't worry, we've got, we've got Trippier, you can have your walkers. Oh, we yeah, still yeah, have yeah. Kyle Walker-Peters. Yeah. Um, Leon versus Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Barcelona fans will take this for sure. Um, Leon have their good flashes in them with the pie and however they've been playing well-ish this season. They we saw how well they did against City. I think it was both last. legs. Yeah. They gave City a so hell of a this game. might not be as easy as Barca fans think because again Barca have been hot and cold. Mm-hmm. You know you don't know which Barcelona are going to step up and they always seem to need Messi to have a wonderful game for them to go through. So this will really come down to Messi. Uh, with that being said, I did see the Barca Tottenham game in the Champions League this season. And they scored some mesmerizing goals. like It was like Cirque du Soleil acrobatic combination. The first leg, yeah. Um, but with that being said, I think the best thing for Leon over here is the trip to Barcelona. 
<laughs> and that's about it. They're that's gonna be I, I, I disagree harsh. completely. Yep. After just because of the way I saw those guys play, Man City, no fear, beat them in the first leg, and I think the second one was a draw or something right. like that. Memphis Depay, Neville Fakir, and Cornet or Cornet, don't Fik- I say? So, so probably they are impossible to have. Fakir is out of the first leg. What? He has the yellow. Suspension? Mm. Mm. For now. So mm. that's a problem. No, Memphis but is still... So you have to fuck us that in. Mm. Well done. <laughs> Furlong <laughs> Mendy, the Battle of the Mendys. Oh no, sorry, there's no Barcelona. Yeah, no, Lyon have a Mendy. I forgot, yeah, I I forgot about Mendy. In, uh, there's so many Mendys, man. Like Bur- uh, Ben, yeah. I forgot about him. Beast. But but the thing is that <laughs> the thing is that Lyon, ju- they they will attack. They're mm. not going to sit back and try and you know. Have you seen be, City's second go goal it. versus Lyon? Like it was like it was like the game was on a on an edge, and for some reason all of Lyon were in City's <laughs> box. And City's like, I remember me and my brother watching the game, and he was like pulling his arrows, like, why is there no Lyon defenders? Like you're playing. City. I think they're crazy. It's insane. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be um, very fun. You know what happens if Barcelona win the away leg, though? What? They become kings of Lyon. Well done. I hate him so much. Roma, That's definitely a red card. Yeah. <laughs> Roma absolutely. play Porto. I mean, if Roma don't make it through now, they're never going to make it through. Bro. Okay, Roma have been horrendous this season. I know, season, but like yeah. this is a chance, man. Like, it, if, if there's a team that will mess up a good chance, it is Roma. Yeah. And, but then they also go and beat Barcelona in like the semi-final, like, yeah, like what they did last season. Jekyll will get like nine goals and they'll still find a way to, to lose. Yeah. Absolutely, that's the story of their season. Um, Ajax play Madrid. So Ajax are, have been a fun, entertaining young team this season. Madrid have been up and down. down. So you don't know what Madrid is going to show up. This actually, if I had to put my money on an upset, might be this. Absolutely, I fully agree. Uh, CM De Young, everyone wants him. Ajax are on a hot streak. I think they won 8 Frankie De Young. They, they, uh, yeah, whatever. They won 8-0 the other day, I think. Um, but Real Madrid is so bad right now. They're terrible. I think they lost like a game 2-0. Solari is shit. What does he do besides smile in his press conferences? He's a good-looking man, though. Maybe, he is a good looking Maybe man. that's how he gets his point. I prefer Guti. As far as what? the looks department? Yeah. Looks? I, don't, I, don't, I haven't seen Guti in years. No. Like. Is the, isn't he their B-team manager? I think so. Guti yeah. looks like he's a meth. He might be. Wow, he's that's like skinny, I mean, like it, his, Unless you're into that. His cheeks are so skinny, his nose is so skinny. <laughs> I mean, skinny. Fergie recovered, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Wow. She what? used to be on meth. Oh, I was like, what? Guys, <laughs> 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 Alex Ferguson was not on meth. <laughs> Modern likes his manager's thick. <laughs> but I don't know if I can say that for Emery. <laughs> no, definitely not. No. Um, I mean, he's a vampire. So, Madrid, Madrid to go through here? I mean, on paper, I, obviously, but... Yeah, I think it'll actually be you know very what? fun. Why, why, don't, very why fun. don't I come back at the end? We've got one more game, and then I'll ask you about, you know, everyone pick an upset. So think about sure. it while we get yeah, there. Sure. Um, Liverpool play Bayern Munich. This is not a given, as many people like to think it is. To me, this is an upset if Bayern win. Yeah. Yes. I think Bayern will be shitting themselves about this. They do not want... No one would want to play Liverpool. But Bayern, especially because they are old and slow, mm-hmm. especially at the back. What What was the given that you like? Everyone thought. Well, people are like Liverpool are going to win this. Like, I mean, I, I think I think they, they will. But yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Like, it's it, if Bayern win, it's not inconceivable. I don't you think, think it's possible because Klopp has unfinished business with Bayern Munich, and he wants nothing better than to nuke them. And this sure. is his best opportunity to nuke Bayern Munich. I mean, agreed, but what he wants isn't isn't the influence. It's, it's like Bayern don't have the players or the system to handle what Liverpool are yeah. going to bring. No, for sure. But again, anything can happen with the Robin Rip, Lewandowski. Like, anything can happen. You just never know. But Liverpool should be favourites for this. And again, you don't know what injuries are in February. You don't know what form you're in. But today, Liverpool should oh, win. Oh, t- today, absolutely. But yeah. so, like, like you said, Lewandowski, Van Dijk is not going to play in the first leg. Okay. So that'll be very... He's suspended. 
So how do you handle Lewandowski if he's on form? They can't. Mm. Mm. They really can't. Well, you handle uh, Lewandowski is a service striker. So what you do is you handle the you stop the, the service coming in. Right. Heavy metal football. Okay, so here's a few quick quick questions. Don't overthink it. Okay, mm. who is your favorite for the tournament? Just gut feeling. There's no science to it. I I have a gut feeling PSG will do it this year. That's mental. Mine is Juventus. Okay. I'm going Liverpool just because I know I, I'm going to be thinking about it forever. It, it, I used to think Juventus, but I think City. Hmm. Okay. And any upsets in these games? I mean, in Ajax. The, Ajax is mine. In these games, in, oh, in, in these in particular, or upsets yeah, to win no, the whole these, thing. These and then well, that was my next one. Um, so Atletico <laughs> to beat Juventus for me, and Ajax to beat Real Madrid, and uh, Liverpool to beat Bayern. Well, oh, sorry, that's, that's not, not an upset. That's not an upset. Yeah. Um, I'll go Leon to beat Barcelona. Mm. I don't know if I believe it wholeheartedly, but I think Barcelona's defense cannot handle what Lyon has to offer if they are at their best. Yeah, pace I, and speed, and yeah. For me, it's that or the Ajax game. I think one of those two will, will happen. So, which is the dark horse that will go the fur- not win the turn, but go the furthest? I, I have a sneaky feeling Spurs might do something this season. I wouldn't mm. be surprised to see Spurs in the semifinals. Yeah, like I just feel like they're going to get through Dortmund, and then if they get a favorable draw from one of the upsets. You know, they might get an Ajax or a, or a Roma or a Porto. Is it semifinals? Is this what we're talking about? Like no, I'm just saying, like, they might win. Like, I feel Tottenham might win a couple their, rounds. Next, their next yeah. two games. I feel yeah. like there might be a Tottenham City or a Tottenham Liverpool draw coming up. If Is that Letico? They count? Yeah. Yeah, with the season they're having. Because yeah. if they get past Juventus, I think they're as good as anybody okay. in the Champions League format. Fair cool. Um, wait, we didn't do Liverpool buying racist statistics. Oh, racist statistic number four. Come on, guys. Um... Hang on. They never played Give me a second. No, they have. Uh, actually, quite a lot. Um, Liverpool have won two, drawn four, and lost one. Although this is most of these games are from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. The last time they actually played each other was the UEFA Super Cup in 2001. And uh, Liverpool won that 3-2. That so was that, after they won the three, well, three, what, four trophies in the season or something like that. Yeah, they won, I think, they must have won the UEFA Cup the year before. The League then, Cup, yeah. FA Cup, and Europa League. Exactly. Mm. Gary McAllister featuring heavily. What a beast. Incredible. Alright, so midweek we've got um, Carling Cup, Arsenal Spurs, that's the big one. And then uh, we've got a crazy winter schedule coming up where they play like, I think something like 11, I think teams are playing 11 games in like the month of December. It's mm-hmm. that crazy. It's like an average of a, of a game every two and a half days. It's, it's actually grueling on them. Um, so we'll see how that kind of affects. This is where results go up and down. This is where you get the random Liverpool loss to like Huddersfield. You know what I mean? Like, I would love that. <laughs> right. Um, or to United. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> um, or United winning a game. Yeah. Well, and let's, keeping his job. let's not go crazy. Yeah. I mean, Santa Claus can do things, but he's not that. Roque Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, all right, we do, we're not quite sure what our holiday pod schedule is. So if we don't speak to you before the holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Everything, you know, have a good holiday. Um, and we don't often ask this, but rate us on iTunes. If you've made it this far, like, fair play to you. Um, go on iTunes, give us a rating. We never ask for it. It would be very helpful. Um, thank you very much, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Thank you.